Biden is 162 years old, but the grid celebrates turning 50. That and more today. The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. All that is required for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. If you want to make a difference, you cannot sit on the sidelines. That's why you need to be a Kingdom Patriot. Join us today and help us fight for faith and freedom. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I'm a Kingdom Patriot. Welcome to this week's News and Review. U.S. District Court Judge Stephen Meriday granted a class-wide preliminary injunction to protect service members in the U.S. Marine Corps from the unlawful federal COVID vaccine mandate. Folks with the Liberty Council pursued this class action on behalf of all U.S. Marines who were denied religious accommodations from the mandate. So this is great news for religious liberty for our service members. Also, the CDC does a major shakeup and finally admits it totally screwed up its handling of COVID. Do you think? However, some see a more sinister agenda behind the shakeup. Ben Shapiro warns this looks more like a power grab and that the CDC is in essence saying, we were too cautious, we weren't bold enough or forceful or decisive enough during this pandemic. If true, that should scare you. In North Dakota, you have the Fargo School Board reinstated the Pledge of Allegiance at the start of its board meetings after one week's worth of backlash following the board's decision to end the pledge. See, folks, your voice does make a difference. Liz Cheney is destroyed in the Wyoming primary. Hagman, a relatively unknown commodity, defeated Cheney 66% to 37%, with 99% of the districts reporting. That is unbelievable. It is historic. I know Trump targeted her, but in truth, she had angered a lot of Republicans a long time ago before ever Trump had decided to make her a target. Also, liberal pundit Brian Stelter is out at CNN. Well, it's about time. The American public is sick of partisan hacks masquerading as legitimate news sources. Trump seems to indicate there is a motion coming that will be eye-opening related to the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. We will probably have news regarding this for the foreseeable future. The saga continues. Walmart announces they will pay for some employees' abortions in states that are legal, as well as some travel expenses as well. Hey, Walmart, welcome to the woke party. Analysts also continue to warn the coming negative effects of the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. In fact, it's also being reported that this falsely named act is actually going to cut net income, actual cash in the bank, for the rich and poor alike. Way to go, Joe. And while we celebrate the declining gas prices, but I have to say mainly because we've been so desensitized to how high the prices have become, that we haven't seen or maybe paid attention, at least in the national news, how much food prices are actually driving inflation. On the southern border, the Texas National Guard locked the gates to keep illegal immigrants out of Texas. So naturally, the Border Patrol promptly went and opened them right back up. According to the State Department's most recent estimates, the U.S. military left $7 billion, that's billion with a B, worth of equipment 
in Afghanistan. And people wonder why we don't trust the government to not waste taxpayer money. And lastly, in sobering news, Mitch McConnell is not confident that the Republicans will retake the Senate. That is very unfortunate, if true. But maybe Mitch is also hedging as a wake-up call. For this week's News and Review, that's a wrap. Welcome to today's Fireside Chat. That's what we're calling it today. Sean, I'm so glad that we could be here to really talk about what the last year has looked like for the Kingdom Patriot Group. Me too. When I realized that we were about to hit 50 and knowing that we have a weekly podcast that we're actually ahead of our schedule for reaching the year, it was really cool. We need to do something special. I agree. And I'm so glad that you pointed that out because it probably wouldn't have went over right over my head. And I know sometimes I don't stop to celebrate as I just keep plowing ahead. And I think we need to take, and I think today we're going to take a few moments of this podcast to actually celebrate where we've come from. And I do want to say real quick that uh, I do lament the fact that Clay Carroll, one of our partners, was unable to be on the podcast due to a scheduling conflict. So it's just going to be Sean and I, but recognize, I want the audience to recognize that there are three partners here in the Kingdom Patriot Group. Yes. <laughs> so Sean, I, I think one of the things I want to talk about really is the grid in itself and where we've come. So I believe our first podcast was in October of 2021. Is that correct? October 18, to be specific. That's funny. Of course, you're going to be specific. So as I look back and I think of all the different types of podcasts and topics that we discussed, I wanted to mention some of those to our audience. So we did quite a few podcasts in which we actually interviewed people. We talked about free speech and gun control, abortion, the Twitter saga, the Environmental Protection Agency, lawlessness, vaccines and vaccine mandates, critical race theory, obedience to those in authority, voting rights, humanism, Christian nationalism, Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, the January 6th eyewitness testimony interviews. And in fact, we even interviewed a congressional candidate who was running for office who performed far beyond expectations, even though she was unable to be declared the winner this go around. Sean, when you think about all those episodes that we've done and the time and energy that was put into those, which one or ones was your favorite? My favorite, I think, it's hard to choose because I love me some Elon Musk. That was one of my favorites, but I would have to say we did a couple on why I voted for Trump and we both got to share how we arrived very differently to voting for Trump. I love it because my arrival was finding out that it was prophetic. The Lord had given several words that I recognized in a couple of other people who hear from the Lord. I recognized that he had spoken to them, and I just decided, you know what? I'm going to go with the word of the Lord. It was just really cool because I remember I woke up, I left Fox News on that night when I went to bed late because I had to get up and go to work the next morning like most people. And I woke up a few seconds before they announced that Trump had won. Oh, it was so awesome to see prophecy unfold. And we got to talk about it on the podcast. 
You don't sound passionate about that or anything. <laughs> but I do love me some Elon. Yes, I know you. I know you love Elon. You know, I as I looked at that list, I really struggled too because there were a couple in that list that were more emotional for me that I was passionate about because I I really felt it was more of a God thing. Like when we talked about obeying, obeying those in authority or the one we just did about the spirit of lawlessness that is driving our culture. So I would say emotionally, those were probably at the top of my list, but the ones I had the most fun doing, I think were the two where we analyzed the cases of Roe v. Wade and the Florida's don't say gay bill. And I, I think the reason I had so much fun doing those is because number one, I do like legal cases. I like diving into the commentary and the opinions of the court, but also because it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating to me to look at actual court cases, the actual opinions and see the unbelievable disconnect from what's actually reported in the media or what the media reports are the implications of these cases. And so to me, I just had a lot of fun diving into some of the legal analysis about what all these things mean and how it's totally different than what the national media portrays really happened. I totally agree. I especially like the fact that, you know, with this podcast, you are afforded the opportunity to really dive in and pull up research that is not necessarily covered on the news. This podcast affords you the opportunity to really dig in and be able to compare and contrast some information, some tidbits of truth that haven't been covered. I know uh, one of the podcasts that I really enjoyed back in the beginning was Rittenhouse. Uh, that was a good one. Because there was so much to that. It was such a relief to see this young man who got pulled into some stuff. He was doing the right thing the best way he knew how, and he got vindicated. Which, as you know, doesn't seem to happen a lot these days. Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, exactly. So as you pointed out, our podcast started on The Grid, which is a Kingdom Patriot production. It's a small part of what we hope to accomplish with the Kingdom Patriot group, but we did start in October of last year. A lot of people don't realize that we actually point to our official day where we were, quote unquote, open for business, if you might say it that way, was actually last year, July 4th, 2021. And we picked that day because it represents the Declaration of Independence. It represented our freedom and our fight and our, and, and our resistance against tyranny. So I just want to point out that's actually when it got started. But a lot of people also don't know why we got started and what that process looked like. So I would really like to take a few minutes and really talk about why in the world did we even start the Kingdom Patriot Group? And we'll do that right after this. My dad always says that freedom is not passed on through DNA, but rather it must be fought for and protected by every generation. That is why it is never too early to be involved in faith, politics, and commerce. I'm only 14 years old, and I'm already a Kingdom Patriot. You should be too. Join the fight for faith and freedom. Go to kingdompatriot.us today. And we're back. You may be wondering what it is that got all of this started with the Kingdom Patriot group. So we're going to roll a little montage to lead us into that. 
Let me tell you something. For the first time in my adult lifetime, I'm really proud of my country. I'm going to be working with Congress where I can to accomplish this. But I'm also going to act on my own uh, if uh, Congress is deadlocked. I've got a pen to take executive actions where Congress won't. And I've got a telephone to rally folks around the country uh, on this mission. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. They didn't know that. With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it I because understand. of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? And so when I look at the facts we gathered here, as I said, I see evidence of great carelessness, but I do not see evidence that is sufficient to establish that Secretary Clinton or those with whom she was corresponding both talked about classified information on email and knew when they did it, they were doing something that was against the law. Climate change is literally an existential threat to our nation and to the world. So my message today is this, since Congress is not acting as it should, and these guys here are, but we're not getting many Republican votes. This is an emergency, an emergency. And I will, I will look at it that way. I said last week, and I'll say it again loud and clear. As president, I'll use my executive powers to combat climate, the climate crisis in the absence of congressional action. So to, to, to gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. So I guess we're not tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists when we say their ultimate goal is to take our guns. I mean, the man literally just said it. And to be honest, I'm not really surprised because that is what they do. When there isn't a tragedy, they'll say, we just want common sense gun control. But the moment there is a tragedy, it automatically flips to bingo, turn them all in. I am so sorry <laughs> to my world. I am so sorry to my world. This is not what we want. We will face There's so much potential. YouTube says it has had enough of vaccine misinformation on its site. Well, the company is taking down anti-vaccine videos and banning major accounts because it says it needs to, quote, remove egregious, harmful content. Well, Sean, I'm wondering just after listening to that, if it should be a mic drop. Enough said. Yeah, but, you know, it's a podcast way to keep talking. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Dead air is not good for a podcast. <laughs> that it's not. So, you know, the reason we played that is because I think we can look around and see that our country needs our help. It needs your help. It is in significant peril. And for me, I'm not sure about you, Sean, but for me, this is probably a feeling that I've had in not just in my heart, but in my spirit that's gone on several decades. I've just been burdened for our society, I've been burdened for our country, that we seem to have abandoned God in every major venue that exists. And then we elect leaders who do not represent the Judeo-Christian values that I hold dear, that do not represent the rule of law that I hold dear, and seem to have neither love of God or country. Is that what you've kind of seen? That and then some. You know, it, it was really hard. I remember when you when you called, it's like the country had just stepped out on a slide right straight into hell, and we were just gaining speed. This country is we the people, 
And we, the people, were getting the butt end of everything. And something had to be done. And the something that has to be done has got to be done by the people. That's us. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I know for me, that same that burden that you're talking about culminated with the 2020 election. And I'll be the first to tell you that I voted for Trump. And I did not vote for Trump because I thought that he was the best person. Well, he was probably the best person between our two options. But as an individual, I didn't vote for him because I thought he was the, the greatest and most, most ethical individual. I voted him because I believe that he represented the values that most closely align with scripture. And so when he wasn't elected, I was disappointed. I, I was beyond disappointed, quite frankly. But I remember, Sean, when Clinton was elected, and I thought the world was coming to an end, but it quickly faded. I didn't feel the same burden that I felt with the Trump election or the 2020 election. I think the reason why is just more things kept coming out, more shenanigans continued to surface. I felt like for the first time in my life, I mean, I'm 52 years old, and for the first time in my life, I said, I'm not sure that I can trust the integrity of the election. Now, so far, no one's been able to pull out the actual voter fraud is just smoke is everywhere. And when there's smoke, there's fire. And so I say all of that because I think having trust in our elections is one of the most fundamental rights that we have in our country. And when I began to doubt that, I knew that I wasn't alone. I knew that you had doubts, Sean. I knew that Clay did. I knew that countless thousands, millions of others had some of the same doubts that I had. And to me, that was for the first time what moved me beyond just sitting on my couch and being angry and upset about it. Indeed. It's like, we've got to do something. We have to do something. And there's a political party that is hell-bent on doing anything that they can to get their own way, whether it's legal or not. Absolutely. And in fact, I think we even talked about in one of our podcasts that you have one party or one cultural movement, I should say, that happens to be represented by a party that believes that the ends justify all means. And that is not the way our constitution was written. It was, in fact, I can't remember if it was Thomas Jefferson. I, I don't remember who actually said it, but what they said was, is that our, our form of government was actually meant to be for a religious people, for people of faith, that without that, our form of government is really unfit to rule because it requires that we have people of character. And what we have is we have a movement out there right now that cares nothing. It cares little about the rule of law. It's all about the ends. And if the ends in their view is correct in their own mind, then that justifies any means to get there. That's very, very frustrating because as a conservative, I feel the opposite. I want to get to the right ends, but I think the process is even more important because one day, one day we might be on the other side of the fence and we want to make sure that the rule of law, the process is followed. So I know, I can't remember, was it March? Was it April? I think it might have been March or April when we, when I, when I contacted you and Clay and, and we started meeting. I, th I think it was in the early part of 2021. Is that right? Seems like it was like March. So we ended up just starting to have calls uh, in the evenings once a week. Do you, do you remember some of those calls? Oh, yeah. I remember I missed the first one because we, <laughs> we have Michigan and Texas. I misunderstood the time zone. And so I showed up at the end and you're like, we're, you know, just having general conversation, getting to know each other. But I can tell you that I was distinctly bummed because I couldn't believe I'd missed our very first meeting because I really felt like we have to do something. 
And here's something practical. Yeah, I felt that too. And do you remember how much we wrestled with? We had management action plans and we had lists of things that we had to decide. And one of the things we had to decide very early on was even the name of the group. And I can remember all the different names that we were trying to come up with, some long, some short, the things that we struggled with. Uh, we just continued to wrestle that. But what I remember is, is that we wrestled together, that you and I and Clay, and for a little while there, Steve, we were all wrestling. We were all wrestling with what does this mean? And ultimately, after, after just hours and hours of dialogue, we settled on, you know what? We need to impact faith. We need to impact politics and we need to impact commerce. And what we have seen, I think everything that we've seen since we started the grid in October as part of, part of the Kingdom Patriot Group is the, the interrelation of faith, politics, and commerce is more clear and more apparent to me than ever before. Yeah. I know that from the beginning, we talked about Lance Wallnow teaches a lot about the seven mountains of influence, and we really want to cover those seven mountains. And for us, you know, the three mountains that we are covering here with faith, politics, and commerce, we speak of them. We work with those three, keeping in mind that the other four are behind them. So they may not get directly mentioned, but they are definitely within our site, anything that we're promoting for the big three. Yeah, that's a good point. And I also remember that we struggled, maybe struggle is not the right word, we certainly wrestled with the logistical items of starting an organization. What kind of legal entity were we going to put together? We ultimately settled on an LLC, even though much of what we do almost looks like a not-for-profit. But Sean, what was the reason that we decided to land ourselves as a for-profit? Well, if I remember correctly, it took us about three nanoseconds to determine that we were not going to put ourselves in a position where the IRS could invade, shipwreck, take us over, slam us down, shut us down, you know, chew us up, spit us out as a nonprofit. Yeah, that's exactly what I remember. It's like, we are, we are not going to have the IRS control what we say. We just make it very plain that we are a for-profit company operating as a nonprofit. And we had to set up bank accounts. We had to file our LLC in the state of Texas. We had to get our EIN number. We had to come up with an operating agreement and how we were going to manage this organization and what was that structure. And then came building a website and working through that and setting up emails. I mean, just on and on. Sometimes it can be really challenging when you don't see the, see the forest through the trees and you don't take a step back and see where we start and where we come. But I think we actually have accomplished quite a lot here by this 50th episode. Yeah, I do too. It became pretty clear toward the beginning after we got the, you know, all the business details finally nailed down and we're looking at how to implement vision and how to, you know, get started. And it was really clear we needed to communicate. And the podcast was one thing that we could clearly do. Now, we'd never done one before, but Sean can hop on and just go to YouTube University to learn about podcasting while we're working on other stuff. But the podcast seemed to be 
the very obvious avenue to start our communication. Yeah, I totally agree because that's one way that we can expand our audience and make people aware of what we're doing. So really all that infrastructure, all those discussions, all that talk about strategy and, and sort of how we were going to communicate our message, none of that really came to fruition until October of 2021 when we had our first episode. And Sean, you've touted this a few times, but I want to make sure I share with our audience. According to some research, 56% of podcasts don't last past, past 10. And only 17% have more than 50 episodes. So that means that we're now in the top 83% of the country as far as doing episodes. And in fact, the median number of episodes is only 30. So I feel like we have accomplished a lot. We're very, very lean. We're uh, certainly we're beginners in everything that we've done, but I think we've continued to get better. God's been very gracious, even though he hasn't always answered our prayers the way, the way we wanted or in the speed that we wanted or in the method. But he has been very gracious. And I feel like we've learned a ton about how to do podcasts, how to run a business, and ultimately how to communicate our message. Oh, for sure. We don't get a lot of feedback episode by episode, but we have received feedback here and there. And Chris, you usually get the most of it. And one of the things that I know really touches me is when people talk about the professionalism of the podcast, because it's a real shot in the arm for a novice to hear something, uh, to hear somebody say, it sounds so professional. Because you work so hard to get the finished product to be something that people would want to listen to. So as a novice, to hear that, it's like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You only have to hear it once for it to be a shot in the arm. Yeah, I think that's a great point because people have no idea. You, our audience, fellow patriots have no idea what just a single word or sentence of encouragement can do. Today, I was at the county youth fair and uh, I happened to talk to Mary who said, we've been listening to your podcast and absolutely love what you guys are doing. You have no idea how that kind of encouragement is helpful to us. Indeed. Because, well, I'm looking at the screen right now and it says 2,278 downloads. To us, that's a big deal. The dashboard that we have on Podbean tells me that we've got 2,278 downloads. That is just beautiful to us. Now, there are lots of podcasts that get something like that every week. <laughs> or day. <laughs> or day. <laughs> and that's, that's total for us. We know it'll grow. I think we're averaging somewhere between 40 and 60 downloads each week. We don't have a huge audience yet, but we're growing steady. And every podcast that we do is one more under our belt. And the beauty about being able to do podcasting is unlike television or radio, you can go to a podcast library and there they all are. Everyone that's been produced, there they are. Yeah, and I just wanted to correct you, Sean, uh, because I, I think that you haven't refreshed your Podbean. We're actually at 2,280 downloads, so we've had two more just while you and I were talking. Oh, that's funny. I did not refresh. <laughs> I did. I just refreshed. 2,280. That looks good, too. So, I mean, we've spent most of the podcast so far 
talking about the grid because that is where we've put a lot of emphasis. And that has been a primary tool that not only we have used, but we will continue to use. We will continue to grow. We will continue to get better at it. But we want to take a few moments to talk about also really the vision of the Kingdom Patriot Group on a go-forward basis. Where You, you kind of see where we are right now, but where are we going? So we want to discuss that. Right after this. You're listening to The Grid, a podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group celebrating our 50th episode. Thank you for joining us. Okay, now we're back. So let's talk about a little a little bit about where we're going. Again, we talked about Sean about this burden for faith, politics and commerce and we've talked a lot about really I would say the politics and not so much that we've mentioned on this podcast, but that's what we have done in the podcast. We touch on all three, but what does that really mean? And so I wanted to talk about just kind of this vision of building a network of businesses that are of like-minded in their love for country, in their love for, for God, that they want to push back against this woke crowd, that they need a place of refuge when this woke mentality, when this godless, this lawlessness of culture comes after them. And make no mistake, it is coming for your business. Sean, can you give just a few examples? So we've got things like diversity, equity, inclusion. In some cases, it's just called diversity and inclusion. It is running rampant through HRs in large corporations like cancer. It's contagious like cancer isn't. It's racist at the same time that it's trying to combat racism. So you're combating racism with, with racism. It's subtle. It forces people that go through this indoctrination and testing to think that they have unconscious bias. It's going through these corporations big time. Another thing that's going through things like ESG, environmental social governance, that's coming. That's driven by banking, by big business. It is wreaking havoc in various places, but it's coming through big corporations and it will have a credit score. And that's, a credit. when I say credit score, it's going to have a score. And having a big score is going to be a big deal in order to be able to do commercial loans, things for your business. That is eventually going to get turned on the small businesses. And it's going to be a mess. We have to work together. And that doesn't even touch the surface about all the different mandates and what happens. I mean, what we have seen is that it's not just the business pushing this on their employees, because that's what you kind of see a little bit with the DEI and the ESG especially. But what you see it is you see groups of radical so-called consumers pushing this on the business itself. So it's not always just the, the corporation pushing down through its team members. It's actually the culture out in the world trying to erase or cancel, it's really the cancel culture, to cancel out a business because they don't like their political viewpoint or they don't like their stance on a particular belief system. And so when we see that, what we want to be able to do at the Kingdom Patriot Group is say, hey, we've got access to a whole nother market that you might not have considered because there are people that are willing to do business with you specifically because of your stance for freedom and Judeo-Christian values. That's really where we want to go. 
And as I've listened to other podcasters, there are uh, organizations and companies that are rising up to do things of that nature, to become a harbor for those who I think of Redbubble, for instance, uh, you can go to Redbubble looking for a job and land a job in a company that's not going to take your political views and use them against you. They're not going to judge you based on that. On the flip side, they are also counting that you're not going to judge them if they happen to mention a political view. So there are companies and organizations that are working to do things like that. And so I'm so excited to be part of a movement like that and for us to help link together a network of companies and small businesses all across the land, circling the wagons, so to speak. And I think we can talk about the politics at a later date, but I know that we certainly want to be involved in highlighting outsider candidates who share those same values, that we want to support them. We want to promote them. We want to talk about what we can do to elect leaders who have these deep held values that more closely reflect how we live our lives on a daily basis. So, you know, one of the things that we talk about, that that's a pretty big vision. And there's a lot of work behind that. But one of the things that I wanted to make sure we talked about in this podcast is what that's going to require. Certainly, that's going to require a lot of resources. And some of those resources are time. Some of those resources are effort. Some of those resources are intestinal fortitude. And some of those resources are going to be our reservoirs of courage. But one of the other resources we need is money. We need members because the only way that our voice makes that kind of difference is if we have scale. And that is part of that vision. We have to grow our scale. That's part of why we chose to start with the Grid podcast is because we want to grow scale. We want to grow audience members. We want to grow the number of people who are listening and aware of what we are doing, who want to buy into that, who want to join and be part of this fight for faith and freedom. Because we know to make that kind of difference requires scale. We're making, Sean, you mentioned it, we're making a difference in individuals' lives because we have gotten that feedback that what we have said has resonated, it's ministered to people. But that's been more of an individual basis. In order for us to make a difference in communities and to make a difference on regional and national scales, then we're going to have to grow to the point that we have size. So I just want to throw that plug in there today because that's why if you're listening, we do need you to join. We need you to help us to grow to that next level. Chris, that sounds like a call to action. You're right, Sean. I could even do the, my own little promo here that if you have been on Facebook today, hitting that like button of your little Johnny who tripped over himself and fell on his birthday cake, surely you can share this podcast of the Kingdom Patriot Group with your friends, your family, and your neighbors. So yeah, that's certainly one thing you could do right away. But the other thing you could do is to go to our website at kingdompatriot.us. And Sean, if you're there, what do you do? You can subscribe. And by subscribing, you can get alerts to new podcasts. You can also get news alerts that pop up that give you some information that you need to know to pray for our nation or for a particular incident. And we also have times that we've got a call to action. Sometimes we'll send out an alert. Here's something that you can do, like, for instance, Here's a letter that you could easily copy and paste to your congressmen or to your senators, to leadership of any sort. 
you can do that. You can also join by becoming a member. Take it away, Chris. What is membership? What is membership? That's a great question, Sean. So membership is where you're not just subscribing by giving us an email address, but you're actually paying to be a member. And you can do that for $10 a month. You can do that for $100 a year. It's really less than two trips to Starbucks each month. It's really not a lot, but for us, it's a big deal because it helps us invest in that fight for faith and freedom. And if you become a member, here's some of the things that you will be getting. Number one, you'll get uh, Sean's book, Phenomenal Christianity, the Kingdom Patriot Edition. We'll also provide to you the Religious Exemption Vaccine Exemption Request Toolkit that we have personally put together. And as of today, those that we've helped seek a religious exemption for bona fide religious reasons, we have a 100% success rate. You'll also get the original and the text version of the U.S. Declaration of Independence, and you also get the text version of the U.S. Constitution. And as we grow and expand in what we're doing and we start offering webinars and other types of training sessions, that also allow you to get discounted uh, prices for that access. That's cool. Thank you very much, Chris. So I just want to say thank you to everyone. If you're listening now, you are supporting what we're doing. And I know that there are millions out there who have the same love of God and country that we do. So we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I'm so glad that you are able to celebrate with us today as we just look back at all that's been accomplished in less than a year. And hopefully through our conversation today, you also have more clarity and a better understanding of where we want to go. Sean, final thoughts. Got a couple of final thoughts. One is, it was apparent from our very first podcast, the grid was intended to be the flagship podcast. We do hope to help sponsor and launch many other podcasts because there are so many topics that need to be covered that podcasts do really, really well. But this is intended to be our flagship. And it was very obvious from the beginning that Chris owns this microphone. And it was awesome. The intention was for the two of us to co-host, but I got to say from the moment that I heard Chris step up to the plate and take on those podcasts, we'd started solo because it was easier to record solo than it is to record this way. We hadn't figured out at that point how to do any remote podcasting. So we went with the solo. Chris nailed it. And it was like, this is Chris's baby. When I finally come in, I'm a co-host. He's lead. This is his baby. And it was just really cool to be able to hear you just, you just done such a phenomenal job. So, but I'm not going to let you get to respond to that just yet. Now I'm going to switch gears and say, my other thought is we would love to get some feedback. We actually had a whole episode called Silence is Violence that came from some feedback Chris got when he spoke to somebody in person. They had mentioned a podcast that they'd listened to and said there was something that we had overlooked. And we really had, you know, he said, well, do tell. And he said, you, you didn't uh, cover Silence is Violence. We looked into it and sure enough, it was a real thing. It shouldn't be, but it's a real thing. So we love to get feedback. We'd love for you to just drop us a line. 
if you are a subscriber and you get our emails that announce the latest podcast, hey, hit reply. Let us know. Has maybe an episode helped you? Was there one in particular that you really, really liked? Have you learned something that we have shared? Anything like that would be really good. And hey, you you might have something in your feedback that could trigger a whole podcast. We would love that. And if you don't subscribe, you can also open up your email and address admin at kingdompatriot.us. And those are my final thoughts. I don't think I have anything to add, Sean. It's been a lot of fun co-hosting with you. Again, I wish Clay could be with us here today. We do plan on doing something special for the 100th. The 50th episode just kind of caught us by surprise. I just happened to be looking at the folder numbers and realized, whoa, we need to do something to celebrate 50. So we're going to put it on the calendar and Clay will be able to be involved in our 100th episode. Sounds great. Till next time, I'm Chris Coleman. And I'm Sean Griffin. And we are Kingdom Kingdom Patriots. Patriots. Also, don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed. Oh, 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 oh